Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. So I came across this article that a woman, it's on her website. Her name is Kelly Gallagher. And uh, the article was written by me and she reposted it and is asking um, readers what they thought of it. Uh, She thought the article was interesting. And the title is Seven Things Men Really, Really Want in a Relationship. And I remember writing this years ago, maybe 10 years ago, and I wanted to revisit it to see if it still holds up. By the way, uh, is this microphone too big? Am I trying to make up for something that, I mean, look at the size of this microphone I'm holding. It's like a bat. It, you know, it's not, it's this thing I have, this uh, square angry therapist brand hubcap that I, that's attached to my microphone. Anyway, um, let, let me set this down because it feels very weird. And maybe, maybe the noise, the sound is not good. Just me waving it like a wand. All right, here we go. So I'm going to go through this and uh, I'm sure there's going to be stuff in here that I cringe at because um, I have, I mean, I'm sure you've experienced something like this too, where you, um, you know, you write something or maybe it was something you wore, you see a photo and uh, you're like, oh, I can't believe I wore that orange sweater. Um, And, you know, I I, I come across this all the time um, just because I've been writing for so long in books in my books, I'll read something. I'm like, oh, that it does not hold up. And I wish I could take it out. This is also why I don't listen to my podcast. Because I, I, I would want to take them down. I would cringe. I'd want to correct. And I've just, I've just swam too far to turn back. Okay. Seven things men really, really want in a relationship. Number one, I wrote, and by the way, I'm going through this in real time, meaning I did not read this and come up with notes. I did not take a red pen. We are doing this together in real time. Number one, to feel like your hero. And by the way, um, of course, I'm not speaking for all men. I mean, the title is one of those titles where, you know, it says what men or the seven things men really want. It's a listicle title. It's meant to grab you. Um, I don't want to generalize. This is at the time, what I really, really wanted in a relationship. And I, I, I boiled it down to seven things. Number one, uh, to feel like your hero. We don't want to be your Clark Kent. We want to be your Superman. We want you to see us as uh, leaping tall buildings, catching bullets. We want to carry you in our arms and show you the world, or at least feel that way. And I know it's our job to get there, but nothing gives us more strength than our partner who creates a space that makes us feel invincible. And if you make us feel invincible, we'll make you feel beautiful. I wrote here, we'll make you feel like you're the most beautiful creature on this planet, which is a little, that's very cheesy. I wish I could take that out. Um, And I want to add to this. I want to add to this vice versa, meaning if you make us feel beautiful, we will make you feel invincible. And I think there's something to, when you create a space where um, 
because this is not a gender thing. I mean, we all want to feel like uh, you're a superhero, right? We all want to wear a cape in a relationship. And so if our partner is creating a space where we do feel invincible, and I get that part of that is our own job, right? Um, I'm not saying that our partner should um, help us with our self-esteem. But if, it, if, a, if, a, if a space is created where we do feel invincible, uh, I mean, at least for me, my natural, my natural knee jerk is to make someone then feel beautiful and vice versa. You know, if someone makes me feel beautiful, I want to make them feel invincible. I feel like it's a energetic pattern. And I think that's the important piece here. So, yes, number one, I still agree with. Number two, um, we want acceptance. Hey, wanted to share with you something I'm super excited about. If you go to theangrytherapist.com forward slash premium, you not only get commercial-free episodes, but also something I'm introducing called series, rotating wellness topics, but not only lessons, but what do we do with this information? How do we thread this into our life so we could change our life? Go to theangrytherapist.com forward slash premium. What did I what did I mean by this? I have no idea. It says there's a new t-shirt trending Los Angeles titled Love Me Anyways. And um and by the way, as I was thinking about reading this sentence, there was a part of me it's like, "Oh, don't read that because that's tied to an ex because uh my 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 ex-girlfriend um created those t-shirts and it kind of became like this mini movement. Super cool. Um and so I was like, "Oh, should I not read that should i you know and i was like no why not so what read it you know it was a part of your story anyway so this must have been yeah like over a decade ago um and and so i wrote they should make them for men because uh we also need to feel we need to feel that when we stack the dishes in the dishwasher like a five-year-old okay that is still true of something i do um or say the wrong thing in front of your friends, uh, leave the toilet seat up. By the way, I have never left the toilet seat up. I, I would say in, in 20, 25 years, I've never left the toilet seat up. Uh, when we get too logical, forget something you've said a thousand times that you love us anyways. Because inside every man is a boy who forgets he's a man sometimes. And every boy gets into things, not because he's bad, but because he has a curious mind and a short attention span. Unconditional support from our partner is what will snap us out of our boyish behavior and inject us with a desire to be stronger men. Now, is this something that is our partner's job? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, It's definitely helpful. Unconditional support. And again, unconditional, is that realistic? I don't know. But only when you accept us as we are, and I know we should accept you as you are, of course, um, who we are. And also, I want to add where we are at this time in our lives. We will want to become someone better. So, are we dependent on that acceptance? I don't know. I'm just saying that in general, when we are accepted for who we are and not um, when, when, when our partners are not trying to change us, um, we actually want to be better. Uh, 
I, I think that's a, that's a general rule for people in general. You know, when people are uh, when we try to change people, control people, uh, it's like flipping the magnet. They run the other way. You know, uh, no one wants to be no one wants to be controlled in that way. When we accept people, that's when we start to see um, the behavior that we that we wish for. You know. And I'm not saying to, because you can't accept someone and then have expectations. Like you can't accept someone and say, oh, I accepted you. Now, where's the change? You know, <laughs> because then that actually um, is not the definition of of acceptance. And I also feel like this is uh, just kind of pulling back a little bit. This is just a general life rule. It's like when you accept where you are in your life, you know, then the phone starts ringing. When you accept that, um, someone said no when you accept that something isn't going to happen on your own time like there is i think energetically something really powerful about this radical acceptance i think when you don't accept it can be a barrier or a block so um yes in relationships when we feel accepted we want to become better Whatever that looks like. Okay, number three, um, not to be left in the dark. I know this is not just men, um, but this article is about men. So, yeah, we don't want to be left in the dark. We want uh, to know how you feel and uh, what's on your mind. We want to do life with you, you know. And the truth is when you don't express yourself, you leave us in the dark. And listen, I know I know, we do that too, <laughs> okay, but... Uh, this article isn't about that. We don't really know the truth of who you are. You are prepackaging and presenting parts of your life instead of doing your whole life with us. Side note, couples grow and get stronger overcoming adversity, not by doing life separately. Know that every time you hold things in, you are building walls inside the sacred space of the relationship. No, we don't want you to verbally vomit on us. This is something that uh, John Kim has done many times in many relationships, um, still struggle with. But we believe, um, but believe it or not, we really do want you, we, we really do want to know who you truly are. Don't leave us in the dark, please. I'm afraid of the dark. All right, number four, uh, something I call blinder sex and uh here's what i wrote <laughs> there's sex then there's blinder sex the kind of sex that gives you blinders keeps your eyes forward and intentions straight when you're out in the world let's face it men are going to look they're like squirrels squirrels they get distracted by shiny things uh, but there's a difference between noticing and wanting right there's a difference between um noting beauty or building a relationship with someone Blinders, and this doesn't, I'm not saying that, uh, you know, I'm not giving men permission to like ogle and make, make uh, other people uncomfortable. That's not what I'm saying. Blinder sex gets men to say, yeah, she may be pretty, but I would never trade in what I have for anything else. Blinder sex isn't just good sex. It's a unique connection with someone that makes you fantasize about them in the shower, call in sick so you could lie in bed all day making love and eating Oreos. I don't even like Oreos. Um, it produces glue that cannot happen with anyone else. Okay, so with this, I think as a 50-year-old man today in the landscape of 
sex and uh, conversations about non-monogamy and new blueprints. Um, I mean, I agree with most of this still, right? Uh, blinder sex. I, I agree that when they're when you have intimacy with your partner, you know that is uh, all the pistons pumping and it's amazing intimacy, not just sex, but like emotional connection, and all that, and feeling safe and exploring. When that is really high, at least for me, um, it gives it does give me blinders. I'm not uh, I'm not like uh, looking over the fence, if you will, right? Now, I've also um, come to a place in my life where I, I believe, and, and these are things I really didn't believe in before, that I don't think we can get everything from one person. You know, like, I don't think we're meant to. Um, I think we put um, a lot of pressure and expectation for our partner to fulfill all our needs. Uh, I know I've struggled with that. And it's not fair. It's not realistic. So, yeah, when it comes to blinder sex, I don't, I mean, is it, is that realistic? Is that something that um, you can have with your partner? Uh, how important is that to you? You know, I don't know. I do think that um, men do want this. I do. I think women want it too. I think everyone wants this, every human. Uh, but I think they, they, um, the importance of it is, is definitely different. Right. And I think that what this looks like is different. You know, here, here's a question. If you're in a, in a non-monogamous relationship, if you're, you know, in an open relationship or poly or whatever, um, does this still resonate? I mean, I think it does. I think it does. But, but, um, but by definition, you don't have blinders. <laughs> by, by definition, if you're in an open relationship, um, I mean, I guess you could have a primary. So in, in that sense, there's, there's blinders on the emotional side and, uh, you can be physical with someone and, and not, and, uh, and still love one person. And there's blinders that way, maybe blinders to the heart. But, uh, yeah, if you're in a poly or other kind of non-monogamous relationship, um, the whole point is there are, there are no blinders. You, you're, you're free to uh, have uh, exchanges with anyone. And I think what's, what's kind of um, beautiful about this is that it is more realistic. I know it comes with its own struggles, of course, jealousy and all that. But what's freeing about this is you're not putting then pressure on your partner to fulfill, you know, all of your, you know, fantasies or, you know, all the things that, that you have. Anyway. Okay. Number five, uh, the C word, communication. Without it, relationships are built on sand. I still believe this today. We want you to communicate directly. We don't get clues. Uh, we need things spelled out. And um, of course, I shouldn't be talking about all men. Um, maybe just me. And uh, we understand that if you have to spell it out, it's not the same. Right? It's like that whole, uh, you know, you don't want us to do the dishes. You want us to want to do the dishes. We get it. Okay, then tell us, explain, model how you would like us to communicate back. So for many of us, communication is not our specialty. We need some guidance. Uh, we're not used to it. Uh, generally speaking, men tend to replace, uh, not re replace, well, some men do, tend to uh, repress and suppress, uh, especially when it comes to, to feelings. And so communication may not be, um, we tend to communicate more from a logical plane, right? And I think generally speaking, women tend to um, 
pull from more of an emotional plane. If you can meet us at Logic, we will match your emotions, hopefully, but uh, we need you to tell us. Is that something men really want? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, think, uh, I think communication for sure, of course. Um, I think it's required. I think it's prescribed for any relationship. All right, number six, sweat. There's nothing sexier than working out with your partner. Watching you sweat and uh, work out your body only encourages us to work on ours. We get to see the raw and the real you, a different type of naked. Um, I'm not saying that we're working out naked. That's not what I'm saying. Vulnerability is what I'm talking about, right? Now, if we do this together, we're in the act of building something, a lifestyle. We're not just talking, we're doing, and that's hot. That writing's a little cheesy, I gotta say. But I do agree, that still holds up today. I, uh, and this may be just a personal thing, uh, maybe it's just me, but uh, I love working out with my partner. I think it's one of the sexiest things uh, to watch your partner sweat and work hard and you know, um, doing that together. And, and also, you know, you're, you guys are engaging in something where you're um, bettering yourselves and you're doing it together. Um, I don't know. I think, it, I think it's sexy. So it's something I really, really want. Okay, number seven, to have our own lives. We may not say it because how do you tell the person you love to get a life? But we really want you to have your own life. Oh, I flipped it. I thought I meant uh, we want to have our, um, yes. And, and of course, <laughs> uh, you want us to have our own lives too. But uh, we want you to have your own set of friends, activities, passions. Um, now, here's a clue. Here's a sign that uh, if you are with someone who doesn't want this for you, that's a huge red flag. <laughs> um, to me, that means there's a, uh, I mean, definitely uh, control, insecurity, maybe codependency, uh, grabbing, possession, all those, all those things, right? all those toxic things. Um, so yes, it's important for all of us to have our own lives and for us to be supportive um, of one's life. And even if we kind of disagree, like, you know, with, with parts of or decisions that, uh, that, uh, that you make, Still be supportive. You know, the idea of championing one's story is, um, I think, crucial. I think it's, a, it's foundational. I wrote, because if you have nothing that is yours, our relationship is standing on one leg. Also, if you have your own life, it forces us to get our own life as well or risk losing you. Forget legs. Let's put our relationship on wheels. One is yours. One is mine. And together we'll ride. Oh my God, I wrote that. That is so cheesy. <laughs> that is so cheesy. Forget legs. Let's put our relationship on wheels. Now, <laughs> um, I obviously wrote this because I'm a fan of motorcycles, but it is cheesy. Uh, see, I can't delete this. I can't delete this because this is on uh, Kelly Gellia's blog. And um, she found this article. And she posted it on her blog, and uh, I can't delete it. And this is the thing. This is the thing about swimming too far to turn back. It's like, um, I mean, the last, I don't know, 20 years, I've written maybe 5,000 blogs. Like, and I guarantee you 4,000 of those blogs, I want to at least, at the minimum, I want to edit. I want to take things out, and I can't. It's dried cement, and it makes me crazy. 
Anyway, <sighs> acceptance. Well, um, I don't know if any of these resonated with you, um, if they helped you in any way, but uh, if they did, I encourage you to share it with uh, a friend, maybe your partner, I don't know, get their thoughts on it. But um, most of it, I would say, still holds up. I don't like how it was presented. Um, I think also today I may change a few things. I would add, uh, I would take some things out, add some new ones, but that's a different podcast. Thank you for listening. Be well. Be well.